Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Tips for Lawyers podcast, episode number 33. My name is Chris Hargraves, and this podcast is brought to you by tipsforlawyers.com. And if you're not doing the things that I'm going to talk about in today's podcast, then I look forward to reading your I Want a Job ads as you try desperately to find employment and clients in 10 years' time. Yes, I'm being melodramatic, but that is how seriously I take some of these things. Because the reality is this, the competition is simply too fierce. There are too many things happening, there is too much going on, for you to think that what you can do is get admitted as a lawyer and then sit tight for 10 or 15 years and hope that partnership falls into your lap, hope that clients fall into your lap, and don't actually actively start pursuing the necessary skills and goals right from day one that you need to be getting on with. So, we're going to do with a few today, and to me they are critical ones. They align, of course, with the Tips for Lawyers philosophy of skills building. There is, of course, a natural growth of your expertise, of your knowledge of the law, and of your various interactions so far as actual statutes and case law go, and they are not the topic of today. They are necessary, of course, but they are not what I'm talking about. So let's get into it straight away. Number one is the development of good habits. Now, what do I mean by good habits? I mean habits that you will want to be doing in five or six or seven or ten years' time. So here's what I see happen time and time again. Young lawyers get admitted as solicitors. They get into the office and they start working very hard because they're keen as anything to get into the profession and to start dealing with clients and files and matters and law. And as a result, what they find themselves being is too busy to do anything else. And so they do work very hard and they do bill, and that is the expectation put upon them by the firm, so they need to fulfill that. But what they cannot and do not find time to do is to spend a bit of time every day towards other things. Now, many young lawyers will tell themselves, oh, it's too early in my career to be building a network. It's too early to be doing this. It's too early to be doing that. And that might be true in terms of the ability to go out and, you know, successfully tender for a large government contract or something like that. But it is demonstrably untrue so far as the development of good habits is concerned. Because what happens is this. If you go in at day one and start setting aside 15 or 30 minutes every day to be building relationship or doing non-billable but still important work, then you will carry that habit through to when you are senior enough to be doing more effective versions of that, to be wielding a bigger hammer, for lack of a better word, or throwing more right hooks or whatever analogy you want to use, you need to be able to actually implement that habit into your day-to-day practice. Whereas what actually happens is most lawyers find themselves so consistently busy with file work that they don't actually ever develop the habit of setting aside time to do the other work. And as a result, rather than being easy, okay, it's never easy, but rather than coming naturally, It comes unnaturally and they need to force themselves to do the time rather than having already wired themselves from day one to do those things. It is something I wish I had done much earlier on. I've always been live to the issue, but I never really got around to actually doing anything about it until more recently. So from day one, start setting aside time for these non-billable tasks. Start thinking like someone who is a senior lawyer and looking for opportunities and looking for contacts and looking for networks and looking for relationships that you can build. That is how senior lawyers think. And if you're doing it right from the start, you will be a long way ahead of the pack. Number two, and this is a hobby horse of mine, and some of you aren't going to like it, but you need to become a master on social media. 
Now, I know there are lots of law firms out there who are on social media and they do it badly. And I've ranted about that before, and I'm not going to rant about it too much more for now. But what I am going to say is that your investment of time is not for now. It's for the future. Look at how things are different now to what they were 10 years ago. How different do you think things are going to be 10 years from now? Whenever you're listening to this, add 10 years, compare 10 years back if you can, and the differences are amazing. If you don't know what it was like, Google it. Think of a world without Facebook, without Twitter, without Google+, without LinkedIn, without these social environments, and then think how complex they are going to be in 10 years' time and how many people are going to have been involved in them in 10 years' time. And if you are not on it now, if you are not looking for opportunities now, then you, my friend, are going to fall well and truly behind if you haven't already. So get on social media, start engaging, start learning how to use it, start building relationships. There are innumerable resources out there, including some, frankly, from myself and on Tips for Lawyers, and I will link some of them up in the show notes, which uh, today are going to be tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 33. But frankly, if you're not getting on social and learning how to use those platforms effectively and efficiently, then when the time comes when inevitably you must do it, you will be already out of the game. Lawyers are notoriously slow adopters of technologies, and partly that's because of the attendant cost in law firms doing it as a whole, but you as an individual lawyer can be nimble, you can be expert beyond what your firm does. Connected with that is the third item for today, and that is the building of your personal brand. You need to start now. And with speaking about this recently and with uh, raising a few conversations about it, I can already see that this is going to become one of my big hobby horses over the next few years, and that is encouraging young lawyers to be building their personal brand. If you do it right, you will do it to your benefit and to your firm's benefit. So the fears I think that a lot of firms have about allowing their staff to build their personal brands are going to gradually start shedding away Provided people are doing it respectfully, provided people are doing it appropriately, with wise decision making, but still with vigor and effective action, you building your personal brand can do wonders for your impact on value to your law firm. And likewise, it's a two-way process. You simultaneously build the firm's brand at the time you're building your own. Those two things work together. It will make you a standout if you can start building your personal brand well. What's that mean? Well, I've done a whole podcast on it that I'll link up, but really in this day and age, what it means is you need to be engaging on social, and I've already covered that. Maybe you need to have a blog. Maybe you need to write personal articles. Maybe you need to start getting to events. Maybe you need to start speaking. Maybe you need to build your own platform on various different avenues. Maybe you need to start a podcast. Just don't compete with me and we'll get along just fine. So, personal brand. Get into it, start figuring out how you want people to perceive you and how you can go about actually making that happen. If you're not doing that, then you're just whinging and complaining that no one's paying attention to you, despite the fact that you're not actually putting any effort into doing it yourself. Number four, people. From day one, lawyers need to start learning about people. You need to understand what makes people tick. You need to figure out how you can touch their pressure points, their particular emotional or mental triggers that are going to allow you to communicate with people in the best possible way because that is fundamentally what lawyers do all day every day is that we communicate 
Maybe it's verbally, maybe it's through writing, maybe it's in our stance or any sort of nonverbal communications, but we communicate. And if you are not an expert communicator, you're going to be in huge trouble. And one of the components, and it's a major one of being an effective communicator, is understanding the people to whom you're talking and how they are going to react to a particular way of presenting the information that you need to present. So understanding people, it might involve personality tests, it might involve getting to know a few different types of people to what you're used to hanging around with, because what is one of the big absences from your legal education, it is of course client contact. I know you've probably done a mock client interview, but that's almost certainly about it. You'll have had limited client exposure, and the better you can develop rapport with your client, the better you can communicate with them, the better you will be in the long run, and you need to start practicing now. It might involve a certain amount of academic learning, I'm not saying do a degree, but buy a book. You know, this isn't rocket science, you can buy a couple of books, they will get you a long way ahead in terms of being able to effectively deal with people and understand what motivates people. If you want an easy one, start with the good old how to win friends and influence people. Sure, it's been around for a long time, but there's a reason that it is very, very popular. If you want to take it a step further, you might also look at the seven habits of highly effective people. I will link both of those up in the show notes if you want to get them. Either way, start to learn how to interact with people more effectively in a professional context. Number five, understanding value and business. Now, I know that there are a lot of perceptions about how law firms work, but really you need to start drilling down as quickly as you reasonably can in your own firm about how it actually succeeds, or for that matter, how it doesn't succeed, depending where you work. You need to understand how profit is made. You need to understand where value comes from, because once you do those things, you can start honing in on how you can actually touch those points of profitability, of revenue generation, of leverage, and of productivity so that you can actually start spiraling upwards the value that you are providing to the firm. And that is an extremely important thing for your career progression. It's also an extremely important thing for any young lawyer who wants to be a partner one day. You need to understand how the business actually functions. It might also involve knowing a bit more about politics, about the interplay of people in the firm. If you're in a big firm, it can be very, very complicated knowing where the power actually is versus where it seems to be. So don't take things for granted. Go and learn, ask questions, interact, get involved. And this is another step that takes you beyond just doing file work all day. It might mean getting on a committee. It might mean asking some questions of people you might be terrified of. See how you go. Be brave. I'm not saying poke your nose into other people's business. I'm saying make it clear that you are interested in that side of things as well as just the law side of things. Number six, and this is connected to a couple of the previous ones, but this is prioritizing the non-billable tasks. Now, I know for some that is going to be a contentious statement. Some of you are going to tell me, oh, but I need to make my budget. Listen, your budget is probably going to be something like six and a half hours a day, maybe up to eight and a half hours a day. You probably work somewhere between 10 and 12 hours a day. You might work more than that. If you're lucky, you might work less than that. But those are roughly going to be the figures, which means you have time each day to prioritize the non-billable. And what happens in terms of these things is, as I've described before in the good habits section in number one, people prioritize the urgent. And that is always going to be the firework. It is always going to be the client yelling at you. or It's always going to be the partner putting pressure on you. And if you do that all the time, 
then the important stuff never gets done. It means you never send a thank you note to the person who referred you the job and they think you're an ingrate. It means you never touch base with the person who commented on your article on LinkedIn and as a result they think their comment fell on deaf ears. It means you don't click like, you don't congratulate people for things, you don't get out and touch the lives of those around you because you're so busy prioritising billing stuff. Get used to prioritising the important. Even if it's only one or two things a day, get them done first because you all always get the urgent done. So prioritize non-billable tasks, not all of them and not all the time, but you need to allocate some priority to them so they get done first, otherwise they simply never happen. And the seventh thing is this, for lawyers looking forward to the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you need to start figuring out how you are going to stay on the cutting edge. And this touches back to social media to an extent, but traditionally lawyers are laggards and I'm not convinced we're going to be able to do that much longer. As a profession, we need to stay ahead of the curve, which means we might need to be on top of technology. It means we might need to be on top of how learning happens. And certainly we're doing really poorly there uh, so far as our education is concerned. But we might need to stay on top of any number of things about how people work, about human resources. Obviously, we need to stay on top of the law because that's our job, but it's also our job to stay on top of a whole range of other things. And that's going to involve all of those things that I've mentioned, including technologies and dealing with people and latest research and all sorts of ideas. And frankly, staying on the cutting edge is going to mean a dedication to reading a lot of stuff. And that might mean online, it might mean books, it might mean audio books, whatever it is you want to do, you need to actually find a routine that allows you to stay up to date with these things. I'm less talking about news, although that is a small component of this, I am more talking about bigger picture stuff. I'm talking about knowing what people are doing in spaces in terms of motivation and communication and persuasion, the areas in which we play. So that is what we have for today. We have seven tips. Let's just recap very briefly. Number one, develop good habits. Number two, get yourself onto social media and start figuring out how to use it. Number three, you need to be building your personal brand. Number four, learn about people. Number five, you need to understand value and business so that you can start adding it. Number six, you need to prioritize the more non-billable tasks. And number seven, we need to stay on the cutting edge. That's all for Tips for Lawyers for today. You can find the show notes, the links to the articles, the podcasts and the books that I've mentioned at tipsforlawyers.com slash podcast slash 33. And I hope that if you're a young lawyer, you will take some of those things on board and you will really start devoting some time and some energy to those various tasks. That's all I had for today. I'll see you soon.